Ladies and gentlemen, citizens of the universe, fantasy footballers, Dynasty League dirtballs, NFL draft fans, and DFS degenerates worldwide, this is the Roster Watch Podcast, presented by RosterWatch.com. Roster Watch Nation, prepare for pop, flash, and sizzle. Prepare for knowledge bombs and cockamamie business. The Roster Watch crew is here to deliver the goods you can't find anywhere else. Here is your host, RosterWatch.com Editor-in-Chief, Alex Dunlap. Ladies and gentlemen, Roster Watch Nation, welcome back to the epic Roster Watch podcast brought to you by rosterwatch.com. It is episode 26 of the podcast. I am Alex Dunlap here as always with Byron Lambert. We have the MFL 10 cheat sheet version 3.0. So it's a big update to the cheat sheet as indicative from going from a 2. Point, you know, 2.1, 2.2, 2.3. This one's so big we're going to have to call it 3.0 because we are only taking into consideration at this point uh, last month of ADPs. Um, going to be real interested to go over that with Byron. We have uh, talk of some more tools coming up in the next, I guess, week from Mike Band that are going to be very interesting as it pertains to the uh, running back class, our director of analytics at rosterwatch.com, Mike Band, and a ton of news and notes since there's only, uh, we apologize, only one episode of the Roster Watch podcast this week. Byron and I both very busy with uh, some business behind the scenes at Roster Watch and some personal stuff. So we'll get you this one podcast this week. We will be back to the two podcast schedule next week for everybody at Roster Watch Nation. Also, a quick reminder, go to rosterwatch.com. Get a pro membership. Support this podcast in that way. Also, Byron just told me up to what? 55-star reviews. 55-star reviews. It's still not enough. Not nearly, but boy, did I get sick late at night the other night. <laughs> We'd been stuck on 49 for a while, <laughs> and I just took a peek right as I was dozing off late at night. And, and, you and then s- I got scrolled sick. down real and slow I, to read. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I saw it, and then I stopped. And then I rolled. I scrolled down line by line. Are we going to give away? A, are, are we going to give away a free month at Roster Watch this week? Or are we going to wait till next week? I think we're going to have to wait. I'm not sure we're going to have time. A lot to get to. How are we going to get it started? God damn it, man! Why is it so <laughs> difficult to see my precious little niece on my birthday? I'm, so, dude. She's just. It's just hard whenever it's a uh, six forty-five kind of deal. That's right around. Meal time. What about even time. when your wife says she wants to come? She did want to come, but she said, "I want to come." But how how could we ever come? I don't know. That's a very philosophical question. <laughs> I mean, it's not like we don't want to come. Well, as a form of retribution, I have compiled a big birthday. Everybody, list. it's a big, it's a big birthday edition. I got here a for big, Byron Lambert. Big birthday list of fantasy football topics I want to get to today. It'll be like opening up presents since you really don't get pre- post. You don't really get presents no. anymore, do you? This is like the present. <laughs> once you get to be, one, I, honestly, it's like once. When do you quit getting presents from your parents? I've forgotten it's been so long. Well, my dad still tries to slip me like a hundred bucks. Yeah, and then bring me some beef jerky from Robertson's. Yeah, that's all. A God, huge that's, bag of it. That's a big monster. 
Because that, that beef jerky from Robertson, see, Robertson's is, is uh, in, what, Salado, Texas? It's somewhere kind and of between Dallas and there's one between Dallas, Dallas and Oklahoma and City. And yeah, I believe so, there's one on the way out to Lubbock as well. If you're ever on the I-35 corridor, honestly, if you don't even like beef jerky, you should stop at Robertson's and get some and just use it as a gift. Because the people you give it to as a gift... I mean, we've given it to NFL forever. scouts yes, across and, the country, and they, and they love us. It's like it is it, it is my go to thing just to give people. Even though I'm not a huge beef jerky fan, I'm not a huge fan of the. I, is it dirt bowl that I kind of like the softer beef jerky more? I than think I, so. You and my buddy Hoff are in the same dirt ball boat. I think that is so <laughs> yeah, well, scummy because Robertson's is an old country store with the chopping block, and their whole thing. Is they like the Texas style beef jerky that's got it's great hard. flavor, it's but it's chewy. so dry and hard, and it's you got to really let it marinate in your, in your saliva in order to soften up before you can even start it's to chew it down. It's too much. That's the beauty of it. I want to eat that thing. You guys like stuff. What do you like, Jack Links? A oh, bunch of no. compressed beef that's all soft. No, I, I mean, oh, man. real beef jerky is hard and chewy. Texas or hard and like you uh, kind of. Just crunchy almost at times. Yeah, to me it just seems like it's just too much. By like by the time you're done with that, your jaw hurts. It's it it's certainly it's certainly a process to break it down. It's very but very I dry. think the reason these scouts like it is because they're out on the road all the time. They kind of take that thing. It's like dip. They kind of put it in their mouth and they just kind of let it. It's let, like let dip it or it's yeah. like a cigar, like my grandfather used to chew on his cigars. It's, it's the same <laughs> thing. You just kind of let it sit in there and you let it break down and you just get. It's like meat candy. All of Ross, oh, well. Texas can, beef jerky is the driest variety. Right. I think that I think that we gave away one of our biggest secrets to all our competitors that the way you get in good with scouts and get the information is by sending them the Robertson's beef jerky. All right, let's, wet, let's whip up a huge batch for Roster Watch Nation right now. I've got a litany of situations. Let's go over some news and notes. It's not news and notes. This is just stuff on my list. Paul Perkins coming home to roost. As what 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 Paul Perkins narrative is coming home to roost because Lord knows there's been a million. Well, guys like Mike Clay, other experts in the industry, big name guys, finally just very recently coming around to saying that they are now all in on Paul Perkins at ADP and and that and that historically uh, he'd been the the type of guy that really really wanted to fade uh, Paul Perkins. Well, Mike Clay didn't want always, anything to do with them. Mike Clay's always come been around a Paul Perkins him. hater. He's been a Paul, like those were his two guys he hated the most were Jeremy Langford and Paul Perkins, and he was dead on about Langford. Yeah, well, we've always hated Jeremy Langford, but we've always liked Paul Perkins. Yep. Yeah. So coming home to roost, the point is, is he was saying he's taking him all day at, at ADP right now. So we're about to see the ADP of Paul Perkins steadily move up. Everybody's on board at this point. It's not Roster really Watch much Nation of a feels sick. We feel sick in our dynasty. Late seventh leagues. round ADP right now. It looks like that's probably gonna have to move up. I mean let me ask you, let's I mean as far as at this point, do you want him more in PPR than Theo Riddick? Yes. Do you want him more than Eddie Lacey? I think so. See, Eddie Lacy's. Uh, it's close. With That's Eddie close. Lacy, you're looking at a, I guess, an very early, what, 69th overall. So that's an early. That's a, a late, late sixth. Fi- no, late. Yeah, late sixth. Late sixth round ADP. 
Yeah. I mean, I think Amir Abdullah is another guy with a sort of mid-fifth ADP that I'm not sure that, you know, Paul Perkins and him are pretty hard to, pretty hard for me to interchange. So, yeah, at ADP, I'd be all in too. Yeah. So, nonetheless, that thing is coming Lord to fruition. Lord knows Roster Watch Nation's all in and dynasty. Yeah, and starting and, it, and, and look, to start this podcast series out, we just started the podcast in, in January or February, and to start the podcast series out, we had serious reservations about Paul Perkins. I believe it was episode 23 that was like, finally, the celebration that we've, we've dodged the, Paul Perkins has dodged the final bullet, the LeGarrette Blunt bullet. It's like, at this point, who's going to come in and push him? He's the starter. Rams rookie tight end Gerald Everett saying that he expects to fill the Jordan Reed role in the Rams offense. God damn it for Tyler Higby. New offense or new head coach Sean McVay, who, if you've listened to the podcast, you've heard us beating this drum for three or four months now about the tight end situation well, but in the we, Rams right. as it related to this new coaching staff. I just have a lot of Higby exposure prior to the draft. Yeah, you know, from MFL tens, and it's just sucks. well. My point is, is I think it's time to get Gerald Everett up a little bit more, possibly at least on the dynasty rookie draft cheat sheet. We got to consider. Maybe getting him up a tiny bit for more. version expe- one point. It, right. If he wants to be in, if he expects to be in the Jordan Reed role, we look. We don't want, old, I don't want the Vernon. Expect a lot though, and rookie tight ends never do shit. To me, that sounds like a conversation he's had with a coach. I don't think he just went out on his own and threw that out there. Right. I think they've said, look, this is the offense. Probably showing. And it's not like they're trying it. to fill him with bullshit like they do to kids in in high school recruiting. It isn't like, you know, if, if you heard that from a high school kid that talked to the tight end coach, you'd be like, well, he's trying to sell him on the university. It's like the, that tight ends coach isn't trying to sell Gerald Everett on anything. He's there. He's on contract. They're all there, men doing work. So, I mean, nonetheless, at this point, it's unclear, you know, obviously that you really even want to have much to do with that tight end situation. But now you've got to, I think you've got to say, if you want to own a tight end uh, in Los Angeles, it's got to be Gerald Everett. Okay, so it looks like Gerald Everett. I, I went to rosterwatch.com. I got into my pro account and pulled up the Senior Bowl player metrics report that Rosterwatch undertook with Catapult, uh, Catapult Technologies and the Senior Bowl. I pulled up the tight ends page, and it looks like Gerald – I mean, this was, a, it, this was a Senior Bowl of beastly tight ends, and Gerald Everett did not pop off to me anywhere near the same way as O.J. Howard or Evan Ingram. Clearly, those were the two guys who we had to consider for the All Senior Bowl team, but it looks like Gerald Everett. Um, I, he missed. It looks like he missed Thursday practice, but he was number one in maximum velocity, nineteen point one miles per hour in Tuesday practice. He was number uh, number three in Wednesday practice of um, of max velocity at eighteen point nine miles per hour. He was number two in total explosive movements at uh, Tuesday practice, and he was actually in last place in Wednesday practice of total explosive movements. Maybe he, that's kind of the practice that he could have gotten, could have gotten maybe a little bit injured in because he did not practice on Thursday. At, at Roster Watch, we love agreement between our analytics and tools, and here's what we have. Joe. Oh, dude, yeah, he got hurt on Wednesday because his total player load was only 216, so he didn't travel any. Like, the next lowest was Mike Roberts at, like, 348. That day, Evan Ingram had a 518 total player load, so he didn't 
he didn't have the number of total explosive. He was bottom. Uh, he was so far down to the bottom in total explosive moves from Wednesday practice because he exited Wednesday practice early. The catapult data that we recorded at the Senior Bowl for Gerald Everett certainly reconciles with the data at the NFL Combine. We're at six foot three and two hundred thirty nine pounds, which, by the way, is very Jordan Reedish. Uh, he put up 22 reps on the bench. He was a top performer there. He blew out the vertical jump with a 37-and-a-half-inch vertical. He was a top performer there. And, and remember, this was a tight end class that went bananas at the combine athletically like we've never seen. Everybody I mean, got too other, Otherworldly. There's five, six guys that went bananas at the tight end position, and he was one of them. 126-inch broad jump. He was a top performer there. So what is that? That's uh, 10, that's 10 foot, 10-and-a-half 10 feet there. And then he killed it in the 20-yard shuttle in the three-cone. So what we have is an explosive athlete with great agility here. Who's and Gerald Everett, the only thing, only knock on you can have him, knock on him you can have A little uh, bit short for a tight end. Uh, 6'3", 239. You're going for light. Jordan Reed. 33-inch I mean, arms the, are fine. Only eight, the fifth percentile. Eight-and-a-half-inch eight and hands. hands. I just saw that. Zeroth percentile. He's got little baby hands for that. Little frame. little baby hands. But uh, otherwise, that, dude, that's, otherwise, that's his, below the threshold. Otherwise, his athletic profile. I want nine and a quarter if you're catching the football. Well, he he was hey, able to catch passes in college. I'm going to hold it against Kenneth Dixon. He caught he caught passes pretty pretty well. Yeah, I don't field. know what I'm saying is he 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 profiles definitely as a Jordan Reed type of tight end, whereas a Tyler Higby. At six foot six, two fifty, he's got the monster mitts, but it's just not the same explosive um, receiver, you know, uh, in Higby that you're going to have in Gerald Everett. So it's got to watch a he's dynasty. A big, he's a big kind of he's he's a big guy who can who can stretch the seam, who can create mismatches with his length against safeties, against linebackers. Higby, I'm talking about, but it's more of creating that separation with the size. And the and just the physical stature, you know, going up, getting it, catching the football, lumbering down the you know, lumbering down the field for a few extra yards. It's not like a dynamic playmaking option. So when you think about the dynamic playmaking option, you do think Jordan Reed. Well, here's and the that's thing. what it, that's if he's been told he's going to be the, like. We know from the combine what McVay said is that you know this is a tight end reliant system. He really counts on the tight ends, and he had a bunch of he, he had a he had a bunch of evidence to back that up. Whenever he talked about it, so this is his first draft. There, this is the first tight end that you draft. Yeah, this is this is your guy more, more so than Higby. And if he's been told that he's the Jordan Reed, then we need to keep a real eye on Gerald Everett. Uh, as usual, roster watch nation way out ahead of the curve on this. Nobody is talking about Gerald Everett's dynasty prospects at this time, and nobody else has the catapult measurements that we have on him. I mean, that's intimate knowledge of this of this athlete. Intimate knowledge. We had to. Can you believe you had to reach into his soggy ass shoulder pads every single day? We've had Gerald Everett sweat on our hands, and we didn't even know it. All for roster watch nation. Should we think about letting the dog in? <laughs> yeah, probably so. All right, what other news and notes we got? Up Coming here? home to roost uh, for personal sickness on this post-birthday edition of the Roster Watch podcast, episode number 26. And thank you, Roster Watch Nation, for the 50th five-star review that hit iTunes late. 
at night a few days ago. Next stop, 100. We need to get it up in the hundreds. We have so many listeners. I've our our uh, man, one of our not our managing like our marketing guy. He sent us the link to where we can look at how many people are listening through their different devices and where you're from. Everything. It's crazy how many people are starting to listen to this podcast, and and the listenership is growing. With that being said, we we know that there are thousands of you who are listening that aren't giving reviews. Please give us a five-star rating. Give us a good review in iTunes. It's what's going to help us attract advertisers, which is going to in turn help us monetize the podcast and make money. Coming home to roost for my personal satisfaction. Uh, reports out of Los Angeles sticking with the Rams are that rookie wide receiver Cooper Cup was the absolute star of this month's minicamp. How could he have not have been? He's incredible. Is it possible he's just a good practice field player? No, he had no. the production in college. Look, well, but I mean, you could say it's possible he's a, just a good practice player and a good player at a you know, up in the Mountain West Conference or whatever you know whatever Eastern Washington is. But I think Cooper Cup's going to be sick. The only thing I worry about him in Dynasty is just that he's already pretty old. You know, and I mean, how, and you, how far and, out and are you, worry you looking about the in Dynasty? Ten years. I mean, maybe I'm just getting drawn into the minutia that these other dynasty creeps always talk about. Are you getting sucked into groupthink? We need to have an intervention. God damn it, am I? Cooper Cup intervention. Because he's sick. Dude, Cooper Cup, with the scouts at the Senior Bowl who put that roster together, they scout for a whole year, put, compile a massive list, and then they have to whittle that thing down over tape and attending live games throughout the college season. These They scout some incredible players, players we always say would make a Super Bowl-worthy uh, roster in the NFL, these guys told us that Cooper Cup is the best wide receiver they've scouted in the last five plus years coming into the suit into the Senior Bowl. And then we saw with our own two eyes. I said this is the most dominant week of Senior Bowl practice I've seen outside of Aaron Donald in the last six years. I mean, and now we're. I mean, things are starting to add up here. So I mean, a lot of we this love depend Cooper on Cup. Jared Goff, obviously. And who, it's who just the hell the, knows? I guess the reason I've gone sour on him is just yeah, is that are you sour? On, you've gone sour on Cooper Cup on his. On Cooper Cup's fantasy exploits, yes, I've gone a little sour just because it's the because because it's the L.A. Rams. I don't. I think you would be crazy to be as optimistic as you were whenever you had the the optimism of the unknown that he could go to the could go to the Baltimore Ravens or he could you know he just he could have gone to a situation where they just need what you know the Buffalo Bills like Zay Jones like a, a situation where there's at least a decent quarterback in place and they need the wide receivers terribly that being said we've always said that cooper cup could come in there and make best friends with jared goff very very i don't ever want to get donked with something that i went out and figured out i don't want to get donked either but here's the like how much do we trust the rams offense for fantasy well the question i've our i've potentially tried to keep him as high as i can on the dynasty rookie draft cheat sheet the question is do we ever circle back and reconsider wanting him over juju smith schuster I, I well, is this for Dynasty? Dynasty so this is not our pre-draft stuff. Nope. No, I want. G uh, we still want stock in Ben Roethlisberger at this time until we see a little more. Yes, that's going to be the move we're going to be, be contemplating yes. all summer, though. Juju Smith-Schuster and Cooper Cup. Maybe we'll get to both those training camps. I don't know about Pittsburgh, but I plan to make it back to Irvine, California. <laughs> I can damn well tell you that. I I know you do. Oh, uh, just a, another, 
you know, development that makes me feel so excited. Ryan Switzer taking advantage of the first team reps. More senior bowl stuff. At Cowboys Mini Everybody camp. that we've talked about so far has been a senior bowler. I'm, we say it year after year, you could have the best roster in the NFL one if, of these, if you one could of make these it times, out of just senior bowlers. Whenever, we just, whenever we're low on content, maybe in July or something like that, before the, uh, you know, where there's a low, where everybody's going home and you're just hoping nobody gets arrested, we ought to just have a podcast where we make our NFL team out of all senior bowl players. And when we do, I will show you a team that's going to win the Super Bowl. That's oh, it's the best team in the. It'd be the best team in the league. It'd be the best team in the league. It'd be almost unfair. Uh, the, the higher ups for the Cowboys are showering Switzerland with, with praise. Uh, Dak Prescott, uh, another senior bowler. Another senior bowler. <laughs> he says that Switzer. It's basically been just. You couldn't even tell the difference between him and Beasley in just, there so far. Just to add water, get him in there. Yeah. And Jason Garrett says he's special. You he guys is. know you've been listening to the pod for long enough. You know where I'm at on Ryan Switzer. I love Ryan Switzer. Did we get swindled out of Ryan Switzer because of the trash man yeah, in our, man, one of our I dynasty sent leagues? I you guys uh, my detailed damn notes man. on we, my we, nominations. We took fucking Taewon Taylor instead. And his situation was with the Tennessee Titans now. And we left Josh Reynolds off, which maybe we're all right with at this. I think at this point, a Taiwan Taylor, Ryan Switzer, Josh Reynolds, I feel like we're starting to come around to the fact that Ryan Switzer may be at the top of that heap. Well, pre-NFL draft, I'm not sure. I might have still said Taiwan Taylor, but I just love it that Ryan Switzer went to the Cowboys. And that these they think that he, they have identified him as a sick player. The Dallas Cowboys have. Hey, God, it just goes to show how much better the Senior Bowl wide receiver crop was in 2017. Whenever your top two are Cooper Cup and Zay, Ooh. you know, and then that's and then the other guys that you're fighting over to get in as your third All Senior Bowler for the sixth annual Roster Watch All Senior Bowl team. Josh Reynolds, you know, Ryan Switzer, Taywan Taylor, like Taywan Taylor is who we ended up going with just because of the catapult metrics and. You know, we had more things that we more quantifiable things that we could actually point to with his uh, total velocity, total explosive movements. But we could have pointed to those same things with Ryan Switzer. Now looking back, I know you're lukewarm about MJD's football analysis yeah. and broadcasting capabilities. I just, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, nonetheless, uh, I heard him earlier on NFL Radio Channel 88. Our where, good friends where, over there, where he's getting a lot more run. He's doing the Sirius X in fantasy sports. To Sirius XM NFL transition uh, very nicely. I don't even know if he's going to still have his, his show on Sirius XM Fantasy running with MJD. We'll see. Well, it, we were talking Ryan Switzer, one of my guys at the Senior Bowl, and this brought another one home to roost for me just today, actually. He says that, because you know, he's obviously he's former UCLA, so you got to take that into account here. But he says that defensive tackle Eddie Vanderdose, this, is for, this one's for Raider Nation right here, he says that he was coming off an ACL, uh, but that he was really impressed with him at the Senior Bowl, as I personally was too. He was another guy that was not a nomination for the All Senior Bowl team um, from yours truly, and he said Andy Vander Eddie Vanderdose would have been a likely been a first round pick coming out the year before uh, before the ACL. And I just thought that was interesting. It's a guy that I look. He wasn't. He didn't blow our minds at the Senior Bowl, and in a, in a little bit of a, he didn't really remind us necessarily of a pass rusher. But he's so big and stocky, 
But I saw some quickness there and some ability to get to the quarterback. I, I think Raider Nation may have stolen a good player here. And Raider Nation is going to love having a big boy like that who's you know coming in on a, on a cheap contract. Oh, my God. And it's a real area of need for them. I just thought that one was, was interesting as well. You want to get them like that instead of paying them the big money, especially when they can catch fat boy disease. Man, you hate paying defensive tackles big money. If you can hit on them in the draft, it's like gold. All right, I got a whole birthday list here. Let's keep going. What about the reports of Jay Gruden being stoked about Josh Doxson? Hey, he, finally! Saying that he's something? looking, saying a that he's reprieve? looking really, really good this spring and in camp recently. Is it time for Roster Watch Nation to circle the wagons and make sure we get back? Yes. Onto the, on, look, we've been the thought leaders on Josh Doxson. We've been the first adopters of Josh Doxson. He's I a glorious this, son of Roster Watch Nation. It could be the time to double down. It could be the time to double down. Do you like him more than John Ross for 2017 redraft for MFL 10? I think he should be right around John Ross. Do you Ross. like him more than Pierre Garçon or Sterling Shepard? You know, Garçon, that's a really interesting one. I want nothing. I get Trash Band's going to be all over Pierre Garçon this year, and it's going to be so Man, he, Well, here's the thing. He has an ADP right now of 79. I don't have him, like, nobody using the MFL. Like, they're, here are the ADPs that are right above. Here are the guys who, who we have above Pierre Garçon right now as far as um, – as far as the MFL 10 cheat sheet, guys like Adam Thielen, Tyrell Williams, and Sterling Shepard. And those are guys whose ADPs are 108, 111, and 127, respectively. Whereas you have a Sterling, uh, a, a Pierre Garçon at 79. I think with this news of Josh Dawson. I want him more than Sterling Shepard. Do you want him more than Adam Thielen or Tyrell Williams? Yes. Do you want him more than, I'll just, I mean, do you want him more than Kevin White? Or Mike Williams, rookie Mike Williams. Yes. Do you want him more than Eric Decker? And or Richard Matthews? For me, for me personally, yes, I do. If you're staring down at the barrel of a uh, CJ Procise, Martellus Bennett, or Josh Doxson barrel. But I think is that about right? Yeah, yeah. I think you could take Doxon probably after those guys, probably with ADP as well. Uh, is Doxon's ADP higher than than I would think? No, his ADP is one twenty one right now. It might be a How little about higher Kevin? than I would think. So you like Doxon better than Kevin White currently? Are we are we yeah. sleeping on Kevin White? Or you you said last week that you're? In I'm just I'm I'm concerned about Kevin White. More concerned about him than you are about Rashad Perriman. Yeah, we're going to talk about Rashad Perriman in a minute. I love I love talking Rashad Perriman. You think there's any chance Corey Davis turns into a Rashad Perriman? I don't know what a Rashad Perriman is yet. <laughs> All right, a guy that has a trouble adjusting to the NFL. I think that. A physical freak that has a ch trouble adjusting to the NFL. He's busy just killed everybody on athleticism from is, at a smaller school. But you got to take injuries into account. You know, I don't know what I, I – I don't know out of Brashad Perriman if we don't take injuries into account. I don't think he's going to turn into a Stephen Hill. Oh, that's a good one. I don't think he's going to be like that. Yeah, that's the – that's the – really the symbol. That's the archetype, the Stephen Hill. Yeah. Right? 
I don't think it's Super Shot Pyramid unless it's unless you well, know, Rashad Pyramid has has the chance to go the way of Stephen Hill here. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, but I'm saying I don't know that he's that yet. Hey, Kevin and I White thought, too. I hope he's not that yet. Kevin White too, but I, thought, I hope it's not that yet. That would be crazy. Pro Football Focus rating Derrick Henry as the seventh most elusive running back in the league out of 53 they measured last season. Do you think that they just can the Titans can just find a way to get him the ball more and just not really take DeMarco Murray's volume down too much? Just like run it more. You have two sick runners. Get him in your dynasty leagues. Hey, I own him in all of mine. I want all the Derrick Henry and all the dynasty. Do you do you Seven, like him that, that was the knock on him? That he's not elusive coming out of college. People are stupid. People in this industry are donkeys. Idiots. It's so funny, man. Like a bunch of these dynasty guys and stuff. Like I've, I, I've, I like I listen to other fantasy podcasts and stuff, and there is this like narrative that people are using in the in the fantasy industry and the dynasty industry that we would never use at Roster Watch because we get sick about being right and knowing shit that other people don't know, right? And they say, you know, it's this whole deal. It's like, look, nobody's good at evaluating these guys. Nobody can tell who's going to hit and who's going to bust in the NFL. For, for, you know, for that reason, because of variance, like my point is blah, 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 blah. And I just keep thinking to myself, how can you ever call yourself an expert but qualify all the shit you say with the fact that no, like, no one knows anything? I, 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 say, I say you don't know anything. And you say you think it's going to be some way. How confident are you that Samaj P. Ryan is this year's Jordan Howard? Extremely. I love that. Coach Jay Gruden coming away from... Did he say that? Minicamp, very impressed with the rookie. How confident are you that he is this year's Jordan Howard? Extremely. I think that that's a perfect way to call him, too. His ADP needs to come up. His ADP right now is only 95, but we have him on the cheat sheet being taken above uh, players who have ADPs in the 70s. I mean, he's yeah, far I, and away the best running back on the Redskins roster. I, I want some AJP Behind Ryan. a beastly offensive line and a very capable passing well, Let me ask you this. This is get. I mean, to me, this is tough. Samaj P. Ryan or Derrick Henry in redraft? Think you got to go Piran. I don't even think that one's tough. And what? I love Derrick Henry. Samaj P. Ryan or Spencer Ware, CJ Anderson. No question. I don't want either of those turds. I want P. Ryan all day. So if we if we make that adjust, all right, this should be harder. Ty Montgomery. That's harder. Samaj P. Ryan. I think or- I take P. Ryan. It's harder. You're not well. You're not taking him over Dalvin Cook, are you? P Ryan? Yeah. Do you know their eighty? Do you know the difference in the ADP for them? I mean, it's not like we can put them on the yeah. sheet higher than. Cook. I know that we have to build this strategically in a vacuum. Yeah, I like P Ryan more than Cook. So we need to get P Ryan possibly just even. Even dude, he's gonna at the very least. He, I think he's the goal line back in Washington at the minimum. The guy can catch the football. He's gonna show he's the better runner than either of those other two idiots. Boy, Oklahoma, dude, what a just... Can you believe it's dirty up Joe there, Mixon man. and Samaj P. Ryan. God. How did they not just go undefeated? They should have run the ball 40 times a game. These shitty Charlie Strong teams would beat them sometimes. Hard to believe. We've talked about the Paul, dodging the Paul Perkins bullet. 
at length over and over over and over again no we've talked over and over and we've dodged bullets over and over so to be fair shouldn't we talk about the bullet that's been dodged by amir abdullah in detroit i love that that bullet's been dodged because i'm because amir abdullah was a guy who i was buying into in dynasty last year that i got hurt on here's the thing i'm concerned about though i mean let's talk about dodging the bullet has he dodged the bullet completely sure. I mean, has he dodged the bullet any less than Paul Perkins dodged the bullet? They didn't draft a, any anybody of notice at, of note at running back. Did they draft one guy? Maybe let me look and see if they drafted one guy. I th or maybe they made one free a free agent addition. It's slipping my mind. Up the depth chart right now. I'll go to our lads, Lions. Um, Amir Abdullah, Theo Riddick, Zach Zinner, Dwayne Washington. No, Mike James. It's the same situation that unfolded in New York for Paul Perkins, and we never I mean, talked about it. Mike James, we don't care about him anymore. No. Yeah. It's the same exact situation. I think, in my opinion, Perkins is a back. We, we, we've scouted them both live. He, Perkins is a, is a back, I believe, can hold up more than Abdullah. Look, we've said for, what, two, three years on this uh, on the show – uh, and to our subscribers and our listeners that Amir Abdullah, we left the Senior Bowl and we told you, hey, man, if this guy gets double-digit touches in the NFL, he's going to be a double-digit fantasy guy. No questions asked. Chalk it up. We love Amir Abdullah. He's a great player at the Senior Bowl. But I, I think he's a better like 10 or 12 touch per game guy than he is any kind of I get, no, 18 or a, 20. A, I don't know. He's, he's a perfect gonna, 15 touch a, a I game I don't know guy. if he can hold up. 15 touches, he can do it. But that sounds like hopeful thinking. No, he can do it. He can do it. Hey, we have an like, Amir Abdullah. I like him with 10 touches. I don't Abdullah like him Truther. with 20. We have an Amir Abdullah Truther. I forget his name. He listens to the pod, though. He's a, he's a maniacal listener of the SiriusXM show. I'm sure he listens to the pod. If, if, you, if you're listening to this, man, he, uh, the case he made, and you can go to rosterwatch.com and, and search the case for Amir Abdullah. And from, from, from his studies of, of the stuff that he's done as a workhorse runner at the college level, he says he's a guy who is more than capable of being like a 20-touch player. I think that sounds cockamamie. But still, I think 15 touches is – You think if you plan on getting Christian McCaffrey 15 touches, you can plan on getting Amir Abdul 15 touches? Yeah. In the, at, yes, at the NFL level, yes. I, 10 to 15 touches is where I want to see Amir Abdullah. Amir Abdullah is it possible to say, college? though, that you like a guy like – is that a weird thing to say that you like a guy with 10 or 12 touches more than you like him with 20 touches? You get my point. I like it's him diminishing more. Diminishing returns. I might like him. And more. I'm not sure how long he can hold up like that. But 10 to 15, I'm with you. I love, I think 15 is the sweet spot. I think that guarantees double digit fantasy points in standard. Yes. Well, yeah. And in PPR, it's a foregone conclusion. Are you, how, are you concerned about what you're investing in him in terms of, you know, are you afraid you're going to? Are you afraid you're not going to have him all season? Uh, Amir Abdullah's current ADP at sixty-five, so we're, that's what sixty is. It? Yeah, so it's six point zero four, six point zero five ish. Paul Perkins, as we talked about earlier, is more late, um, late seventh. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, considering that pricing, who do you like better? Paul Perkins is late seventh, and Abdullah is what mid sixth. But Perkins ADP is about that's what we just it's talked about. about it's climbing. And you it, got Mike Clay gonna, and everybody gonna, like that on him now at ADP. It's going up. Those guys are gonna. Those guys are going to float 
I think Perkins is going to get close to Abdullah. Wait so till, if you ask wait, me, wait till our man Matthew Barry talks about it, and then that's when it'll. Well, let's let's <laughs> ask us. I mean, in a vacuum, knowing those two are about to come to equilibrium, just outright, it's a pick them. Which one do you like? In PPR, yeah, money line. Who do you like, Paul Perkins or Amir Abdullah? I might like Paul Perkins. We just I, think he's a little sturdier of a player. Yeah, and I just think they love using Theo Riddick as a passing option in the red zone. So, if so Theo right healthy, now, right now, I only have them two spots apart, even though the ADPs are so far apart. And the one guy who's between them, I have Amir Abdullah right now, just as an ADP play. I, what not, we're saying, not, what we're saying, what we're yeah. instructing Roster Watch Nation to do is, if they have to make a decision between those two because the ADPs are going to be close, we're telling you at this point, go with Paul Perkins. Uh, I th- I think it, I think if it were, yeah. I think, yes, even though when you look at the MFL 10 cheat sheet, that isn't what's in t- – it's just the MFL 10 cheat sheet and the all of the cheat sheets, the Donchie cheat sheet and the Epic Redraft cheat sheet. It's a mystical tool that's hard to explain and hard for people to understand. They say, how can you say something like that but still have Amir Abdullah above Paul Perkins on the cheat sheet? It's because we would like you to get both of the players. And if we don't, and if, if if we don't get them in the correct order, if 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 we don't use ADPs in a, in the right way, then basically every team that people are going to draft is just going to kind of be the same team of players that they aren't even getting it at at value. We would like you to get Amir Abdullah at value. We would like you to get. We would like to kind of push you to get Paul. Paul Perkins. The fact that you if got that Paul Perkins sense. in your back pocket at the lower ADP is the leverage play here. Let's circle back for You can a find all this content that we're talking about, MFL 10 cheat sheet, all the catapult stuff, uh, all of it at rosterwatch.com with a pro membership. It's the best way to support this podcast and to keep us uh, keep us doing it, especially as times get a whole lot more stressful with the fantasy season and the, uh, you know, the release of all of our weekly in-season tools, which is such a such a maniacal effort and something we love to do for all the roster watch nation. Circle back for a second. Reports coming in this afternoon that Brashad Perriman, in fact, is making more plays than anybody else at OTAs. Well, I hope so. He's the biggest, sickest man there is. Any word on Chris Moore from those same reports? No, but that's an interesting point. Always got to keep your finger on the pulse of Chris Moore. Mm-hmm. Always. He's going to be at the top of the waiver wire watch list when the season starts. And... Like we always say, and I still hold by it, in deep dynasty leagues, I think that such a thing exists as the Brashad Perriman, Chris Moore handcuff there with the Ravens. As cockamamie as that sounds, it's not a true handcuff situation. I just think, I'm not sure that both of those guys are going to go big. I think at some point, one of them is going to go big, and if not go big, at least have value in in, you know, standard redraft and in dynasty leagues. Listeners bugging me to reveal the trash man story that, Never oh, got yeah. unveiled never, in episode so 25. That's so funny they're bugging you about yeah, that. Yeah, but here's the thing. I, I want to go over Trash Man's Zero to Hero in the next podcast, at which point we'll cover that. Okay. Let's get through the birthday list, man. I'm <laughs> okay. feeling maniacal about this. I need my answers. Where are you at on Kenny Britt versus Corey Coleman? Of uh, Corey Coleman. Everybody is. The fantasy well, what world do you think is. About ADPs that? are. I want Corey Coleman. Is there Coleman. any chance that Kenny Britt is the better play than Corey sure. Coleman this year? Uh, sure, but I don't. I don't think he will be. We're gonna roll the dice with the guy that gets us sick. That has. I the don't upside. think it's rolling the dice with the guy that that Sashi says you you take his 
take his production over the course of the what the six games that he that he did play and roll it out across the whole season, and you have an absolute epic fucking throbbing monster. Like Corey Coleman went fucking bananas in certain games. He took games that, like over. Well, is there any chance that this represents value on Kenny Britt? Yes, there's tremendous value in Kenny Britt. I love. Kenny. Is he I mean, the better value play than Corey Coleman? Yes, at the, roster. At the well, roster Watch Nation is going to own a lot of Kenny Britt, man. Like, we're we're taking Kenny Britt, who has an ADP of 123, over guys like Pierre Garcon at ADP of 79, over guys like Cameron Meredith with an ADP of 85. You know, I want Kenny Britt over those guys. It's just, I mean. I want Corey Coleman more than I even want, like, you know, Corey Coleman's ADP is 70, and I want him over, you know, I almost want him over Dante Moncrief with a 56 ADP. I I mean, I, I, I want him over Willie Sneed, Corey Davis, Brandon Marshall, or Deshaun Jackson. Yeah, I'm with you. Even though ADPs don't necessarily, Corey Davis with a, with a late fifth-round ADP, I'm just not sure how much exposure. Oh, we're that's have to so that. high! Yeah. No way! Are you kidding me? Yeah, well, that's. I mean, what we've done is we've just changed the ADPs to where now it's just been over the course of the last month because it's a significant enough sample now, with like 400 drafts in in May, and his ADP has just shot up from the you know 100 and like tens to now it's at 60. Did, and I don't think that these like I don't think his landing spot did him that many huge favors i think it's a pretty good one but it's still a low volume attack where they're going to run the hell out of the football i think that's we'll be passing on that did let me rewind did you hold on did you say you like Corey coleman better than deshaun jackson yes boy we'll have to talk about that maybe a little more in length in the coming podcast that's an interesting take you know i love deshaun jackson this season well do you know what their adps are are they back to back yes no coincidence uh, Marshawn Lynch, man, is it time to start getting higher on him as an RB one in fantasy this year? Well, it's funny. It's funny that you, oh, RB one in fantasy, Let's at least see. in standard. It's funny that you ask because I mean his the what, what the, the way his ADP is uh, shot up during the month of May one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve. Dude, Marshawn Lynch is beast mode, and the offensive line in Oakland yeah, I think is it's, insane. I think it's I think it's a I think he is a high end. I think he needs to be drafted as a high end RB two. Too many risk, too too much risk. Injuries, time off now. Like I'm not I mean, sure I can think of 12 running backs I want more than Marshawn Lynch and Standard. It may just be because it's. What about PPR? Yeah, probably in PPR. No, that's what that's what okay, I'm talking okay. about. Nonetheless, yeah, Marshawn I mean, maybe, Lynch needs to be getting up on everybody's radar right now. The guy's excited. Do you? Do you I mean, you want Marshawn Lynch more than you want. Dude, he could beast. Do you he want might him, go for 15 well, touchdowns. Do you want him more than Christian McCaffrey in PPR or Joe Mixon? That's I think close. it's right around there. But but certainly more than Carlos Hyde. Yeah, too many bad indications for Carlos Hyde right now. Marshawn Lynch, everything is positive right now. I know it's that time of year, but I mean, you, I don't want to sleep on something that's right in front of our face. If you uh, gun to your head, Marshawn Lynch or Jarvis Landry, Marshawn Lynch in, in in PPR, dude, he's the best running back on that roster, and he can catch the football. Marshawn Lynch or Demarius Thomas, 
I don't trust anything connected to that Denver offense. Trash means going to hate you. Marshawn Lynch or Doug Baldwin? Former teammates. <laughs> you think Lynch was over at the Thanksgiving dinners? No. Like the, like the He wasn't wearing the Huxtable sweaters. Oh, man. Uh, give me Marshawn Lynch, man. When in doubt, you got to get a little bit sick. Yeah, well, so there's no way that you can get him over those guys on the cheat sheet because it's right at the very top. But uh, Marshawn Lynch with... In his good years, he had the highest receiving total ever was 47. He's good for 30 receptions this year. That sure would be it nice. Is DeAndre Washington and Jalen Richard. They got, they got a no seventh good. rounder. I have to go back and look. I yeah, think they got a seventh round running back that's pretty good. But Marshawn Lynch is set for a monster. Yeah, I mean, things... And he's going to come out of the fucking gate strong, man. Things are lining up for it, but he'll come out of the gate strong. You just, you know, you talk about Amir Abdullah and the fact that you can't count on having him for a season. I take Marshawn Lynch just conceding the fact that I'm getting 12 games and hoping that I even get there. Yeah, but I love operating from a position of strength, and I think Lynch can come out strong, and Lynch is a guy that people can buy. Elijah Hood is who they took. He's a good player. Yeah. North Carolina. I mean, that's a good player. So I mean, it's a he's it's a, a big, solid he's young a big guy. It's a solid young depth chart. But this is this is I don't a team. It's really that solid. This is, it's not that solid. But those are decent players. Those are all decent backups. DeAndre Washington, of course, being our favorite, a guy who we've compared from, at love. the Senior Bowl to an Amir Abdullah, uh, Abdullah in many many ways. He's a Sproles meets Abdullah yeah, kind of guy. Absolutely, we really like him. But I just think when you look at the circumstantial evidence, Marshawn Lynch is in line for a potential monster. It's not being talked about enough. He's going to be owned by Roster Watch Nation this year. A um, few more here. And the thing is, you know, you're t whenever you're taking him towards the end of the fourth round, you, like, it's, 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 you it's know, a crapshoot. You, know, you hate saying a crapshoot. I was about to say that, and it really doesn't start feeling like a crapshoot until you get to the – but here's the thing. You can miss with picks at, at any round. Get you can mix with picks. Get that bullet round. in my holster, man. Get the Marshawn Lynch bullet in the holster. For that kind of draft capital, I think you can. I think you put the gun Into in the, the holster. You put the gun in the holster. Yeah, you put the you bullet put the in, the in the chamber. Put the Marshawn Lynch bullet in the chamber. What the hell do you make out of? We're talking running backs here. I got to get this stuff sorted out because I can't rest easy. Here with right? Byron Lambert and Alex Dunlap on the Roster Watch podcast, brought to you by RosterWatch.com. Please give it a five star uh, rating and review on iTunes, and please support the podcast. We're asking, we're begging. Please, we have little kids to to feed. We have dogs and idiotic uh, fucking trash men. Fishing trips to, to take. Pay. We have fishing trips to take. Please support us. Let us keep doing this by getting a pro membership at rosterwatch.com and giving yourself access to all our tools. It costs less than a cheap cup of coffee to do so. It's the way you can support the podcast. There's a million podcasts out there right now that are on Patreon that have like 10,000 people that each give, you know, 5 bucks, 10 bucks, 20 bucks a month. For them to keep their pods up. We know you love this pod. We know it's a sick pod. You can, for the le less than a cheap cup of coffee, you can keep us doing it and get access to all of our tools. Rosterwatch.com, get a pro membership. Yeah, no, that's, I can't, I, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking that we got the Giants, we got the Raiders, we got the Lions, all of these circumstances setting up for huge opportunities for their lead running backs. And they haven't really done that much in the offseason, and surprisingly so, uh, to bolster the depth chart. And you look at it, and another situation that's similar to that is the New York Jets. They haven't done anything to that backfield this year. 
They're just rolling in with old man Matt Forte and yeah, Bilal Powell. I, and I had to get Bilal what do you Powell. Think about uh, this? I had to get Bilal Powell up a little bit in the MFL 10 sheet sheet. And I think that Boy, it I feels mean, like they're just running a business up there, not trying to win. I don't they're that's a full blown rebuild. Just when are they gonna get a I mean, what do you think of McCagnan? It seems like at least he works. Yeah, I, I see him at I'm, the pro days like he works. I like him better than Idzik. Is it that pencil man? What do you make of Bilal Powell and Matt Forte in fantasy this year? Is those are two guys I've really not thought of. I do you will, like do you like Samaj P. Ryan more than Bilal Powell? Yeah, their ADPs are twenty spots apart. I mean, I could see the argument in PPR for Powell. I mean, Powell was going bananas at the end of the year last year in stretches. I mean, do you want the, Bilal Powell more than Matt Forte for sure? And does that make Matt Forte any kind of value pick, or are they both overpriced? You get you get Matt Forte fifty spots later than you get Bilal Powell. That seems like I might want you get Matt, Matt Forte, Forte in the thirteenth round. And I'll tell you, I'm going to take Matt Forte in the thirteenth round. He's going to get yeah. fifteen touches. And he didn't look bad last year. Look, he was great in fantasy to, to start, start the season. Start the season. You get season. to a huge lead. Yes. Off, uh, undefe- you were undefeated to start the season, and a lot of it had to do with uh, Matt Forte going bananas. So that's the value pick there. And I'll tell you, uh, a running back that I was pretty high on last year. When the Falcons drafted him, you know, none, none, you know, needless to say, they don't need the depth on their running back draft chart, and this is probably why he's gone. But I did notice buried so behind Powell and Forte, it's Elijah McGuire and Brandon Wilds, Oof. and but Brandon, Brandon Wilds is the guy that I, I if you go, he was, I thought he was with the Falcons. Was that's Am what I'm saying. They up? drafted him with oh. the Falcons in the seventh round last year. I did a write up on him. I watched his tape. And Brandon Wilds was a guy who really popped off to me. He was a guy that I said, if I knew he was getting 20 touches in a game, I would start him in my fantasy league or in DFS. I said he's a lot like a Mikel Ashore uh, type of player. It it really has that kind of power element to his game, but can move a little bit as well. So I think Brandon Wilds is potentially a handcuff there that's not on anybody's radar. No, That's a solid player. Because it because when Forte gets hurt, it's going to be the big Bilal Powell bonanza for a little while. But he won't be able to hold up for the for the uh, for the complete workload. I agree. Yeah, so we'll have to monitor that through through the well, summer see, he, through training you know, Brand, camp. Brandon, Brandon Wiles could end up on the practice squad or something. He though. could, but they don't have much depth there. If he ends up on the active roster, I think he's the handcuff. We need to monitor own, him, and he'll be on our watch list. He'll be some guy we're picking up in week six, and we're going to hurt somebody with him. Because he's much better than like the shitty Kenneth Pharaohs of the world and these other idiots that sometimes you're forced to put in due to injuries. Two more running backs here. Reports coming out of Seattle are that CJ Procise is set for an extensive role in the off in the offense this season. What, how does this make you feel about Eddie Lacy? I'm fine with Eddie Lacy and Procise how they are. I mean, we've always uh, we've said, said that Procise, we've I think always is the said that it seems here. like Procise is the one who is going to be. Um, you know, had the clear basically cut role. slated into his role, even though it's not a workhorse role. But like him in PPR, it's a it's a it's a, it's a significant role. Pete Carroll knows I mean, all about coming the, home to roost. He knows all about the Reggie Bushes, the David Johnsons of the world. They're trying to get that involved uh, into their offense. Where is Procise's ADP right now? His ADP right now is ninety four. So it goes. CJ Procise, Samaj P. Ryan. And is Pro- where the ADP and is. Procise is going how many picks behind Eddie Lacy? 
Uh, Eddie Lacy has a, I think, what I say, mid fifth ADP earlier. No, so in, uh, in, no mid sixth ADP, six oh nine. So he's going. They're they're going about thirty spots apart. So two Ooh, rounds, two apart. and a half rounds. Yeah, we'll have to see what happens with that with that margin there with that gap. If we can get ProSize later in PPR, I believe he's going to be the running back we want to own in Seattle this year. Uh, last but not least with the running backs, and then I have one wide receiver I want to ask you about. First of all, Isaiah Crowell in Cleveland. Well, he's the he's the guy who I sort of think about when I'm you know thinking about moving up a Marshawn Lynch. And I'm thinking about a Carlos Hyde. I'm wondering if those are guys that you like more than Crowell. At this point, I mean, I might like Crowell more than Hyde. Lynch. I like Lynch the most of that group. But I'm ready to get Crowell over Carlos Hyde. In a vacuum, do you take... Uh, do you take Duke I, Johnson I, dynasty owners just hate it. Fortunately, none of them are members of Roster Watch Nation. In a vacuum, do you take Isaiah Crowell or do you take Devontae Adams? In PPR, I got to go with the known commodity there. I like Devontae. All right, Adams. how about how about uh, Isaiah Crowell or Demarius? I'll take Crowell. I don't trust Demarius Thomas further than I can throw him. Do you like Crowell more than Christian McCaffrey? No. In those in their ADP, that's close. certainly dictated. That's close. That's close. That's close, though. Do you like Isaiah Crowell more than Sammy Watkins? I don't think so. I mean, if somebody took him over out of Sammy these, Watkins, out of these I players, argue against out of these it. players, who do you like more than Sammy Watkins? I'm going to list a few players to you, and you tell me whether or not you like this player more than Sammy Watkins for MFL ten, just for uh, redraft PPR. Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. Joe Mixon. Do you Probably. like McCaffrey better than Mixon? Yeah, I feel like right now I, I I'm I'm more comfortable at this juncture that I know McCaffrey. I know what his role is going to be. Boy, I, think I feel like Mixon. Mixon ah, I, I still want to yeah, see him okay. kind of get out in front in this competition. Before I put all the eggs in the okay, basket. Okay, so back to the Sammy Watkins comparisons. So I'm just asking you to really just one more. Or no, two. Your boy Crowell or Watkins. Watkins, you said earlier, I think. Yeah. And then, that's all right. Very close. Beast, beast mode or Watkins? Give me beast mode. You love beast. You're, you're, you're all in on beast mode. I am. Shipping them in on him. We'll, we'll, we'll monitor. We'll monitor it. Byron had a birthday list he came in with, and it involved getting very, very sick on beast mode. It sure did. Hey, the last one I wanted to ask you about, where does Martavis Bryant fit into that mix? Uh, I think we need to be back on board. I think we need to be taking him above his ADP right now. Um, now let me just ask you kind of where you think, if I, you think I have this sort of in in the right kind of area. I mean, do you like him more than Corey Coleman? Yeah. Do you like him more than – all right, how about – I mean, do you like him more than Jamison Crowder in PPR? Mm. What about old, what about old man Larry in PPR? 
think he should be right there with those guys. Do I like him more? I don't like him more than Larry Fitzgerald in PPR. Do you think he needs to be above Dante Moncrief? Yeah. In a vacuum, if you're having to pick between Greg Olson, Martavis Bryant, Andrew Luck, and C.J. Anderson, is that a pretty tough, pretty tough hair for you to split? Andrew Luck, C.J. Anderson, Martavis Bryant, and who am I missing? Greg Olson. Yeah, that's a tough one to split. I have this thing dialed in perfect, at least to that spot. I think it's dialed in. I think Samaj P. Ryan is somebody who we are going to have to get to and somebody we're going to have to look at. Has the birthday list uh, been completed? It sure has. As has episode 26 of the Roster Watch podcast. Please go to rosterwatch.com. Get a pro membership. This will be the one podcast this week. We will be back with two podcasts next week for Byron Lambert. My name is Alex Dunlap. This is the Roster Watch podcast brought to you by rosterwatch.com. We will see you next time. <laughs>